10 Football Talk Podcast. I am your host, Zach Guggenheim, and we are here for the Week 8 Picks. Make sure to like and follow us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure to like and follow. Hit us with the review. Let us know how we're doing. We'd love to just get your feedback and, and love to have you. Thank you, everyone, who's done that so far. We're so grateful for you guys. 57 and 17 on the season. Uh, but the past couple of weeks have been a little tough for me on the picks. I've gone two and three each of the past two weeks. We're actually going to do a number of picks out of conference as well as in conference today. And my the, the theme of the non-conference picks is either upsets or surprises out of conference. So that's going to be kind of the trend. I think in the Big Ten, it's a lot of pre- preparation for kind of the bigger week next week, because next week we have Ohio state hosting Penn state. We have Michigan going to Michigan state. Those are two great games, but there's some intrigue in the big 10 as well this week. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's some surprises there as well, but we're going to, we're going to start with the major upsets and surprises that I'm thinking are going to happen out of conference. Before I do that, let me just make it real clear. A lot of people have been talking, maybe Tennessee can get Alabama. Tennessee's not getting Alabama. Tennessee's going to get blown out by 40. Ole Miss, not going to get beat by LSU. Ole Miss is going to win by 20 or 30. Those are, those are trap games in terms of, of picking upsets. You know, Tennessee has had some good offense, but I think their quarterback's going to be out for that game. And Alabama, they, they lost once. And now they're hungry for blood and Ole Miss. I I just don't think LSU is going to be able to test them. I know LSU got Florida last week. I think that's more of an indictment on Florida than it is on LSU fighting for coach. O. so that's, that's kind of the, those games I'm not officially picking. I'm just telling you Alabama and Ole Miss are going to roll. So here, here are my five upset, or surprises out of conference. And the first one is number 16, Wake Forest at Army. Uh, It's a 12 p.m. kick on the CBS Sports Network. Wake Forest is a three-point favorite. Wake has struggled to defend the run, and they are going up against the triple option. Army really kept it close with Wisconsin last week. Wisconsin has a really good defense. Wake Forest does not. And so I think Army is going to control the clock. I think they'll be able to get a couple of stops. Uh, Wake Forest does have a good offense. They have a a really good offense. But I I think Army gets the upset here. I think they churn out a victory as they keep the ball away from Wake's explosive offense. I've got Army 28, Wake Forest 24, ending the, the undefeated teams for the ACC. I have number eight, Oklahoma State at Iowa State, 330 on Fox. Iowa State is a seven-point favorite, so this is technically not an upset pick, but Oklahoma State's in the top 10. They're undefeated. They just beat Texas. They beat Baylor the week before, but I I think if you look at the stats and you look inside those games, I don't think Oklahoma State is actually all that great. They're a little sluggish on offense. Their quarterback has turned the ball, ball over a lot. And I think Iowa State 
just has better players overall. I mean, yes, Oklahoma State just played Bijan Robbins, and he might be the best running back in the country. But I, I think Texas's or Iowa State's offense, rather, Brock Purdy is a better overall quarterback than Texas's quarterback. They have Brees Hall, who may not be Bijan Robinson, but he's really gifted, and he's got a great offensive line that he's running behind. Xavier Hutchinson at receiver, Charlie Kolar at tight end. I think they they win the day for the Cyclones. I think they are all better players than anything that Oklahoma State has. Iowa State 31, Oklahoma State 21. I think they uh, they outscore Oklahoma State because I, I just don't think Oklahoma State's offense is that good. And I think Iowa State's offense will outscore and I think their defense will get enough stops so that they win the game. Number 10, Oregon at UCLA. Again, Oregon's in the top 10, but UCLA is a two-point favorite. This is a 3.30 kick on ABC. Oregon, I think, has really struggled offensively. And with C.J. Verdell out, I I think UCLA will out-physical the Ducks here. I think Chip Kelly gets another signature win. The the LSU win has kind of lost a lot of luster. But I still think... UCLA gets this win. Dorian Thompson Robinson, their quarterback, I think will have a a really good game running and throwing. I think he's going to give that defense fits, just enough fits to to out uh, to outlast Oregon and a lower scoring game. I've got UCLA twenty four, Oregon twenty. I I think the injuries are going to start catching up to Oregon. So UCLA gets the up, well, not the upset, but by ranking, it's an upset. So UCLA twenty four, Oregon twenty. Clemson at number 23, Pitt. 330 kick on ESPN. Pittsburgh's a three-point favorite. Who would have thought eight weeks ago that when these two teams played, Pitt would be ranked and Clemson wouldn't? And who would have thought that Pitt would be a favorite? I I think they deserve to be the favorite here. Uh, Quarterback Kenny Pickett, he deserves some Heisman love. He, he should be in the Heisman conversation. I didn't put him in my mid-season review Heisman picks. That was a, a bonehead call by me. He's playing great. His stats are great. Uh, they're five and one. And I think he throws them to victory, uh, especially with all the, the injuries that Clemson is dealing with. You know, no Brian Brissy. Uh, I think Nolan Turner and uh, James Skalski are both dealing with some injuries there on the defense. And I, there's just no faith in Clemson's offense right now. Like, I, I know that Pitt's defense is not all that great, but if you look at what Clemson's offense has averaged in ACC play, it's 15 and a half points per game. And that's against teams like Georgia Tech and Syracuse. Like, these are not great defenses, and yet they're still struggling. And that's including an overtime game against, uh, against NC State. So... I think Pitt scores enough points as good as Clemson's defense is. I've got Pitt winning 28 over Clemson 17. And then the last of the non big 10 games, I have USC at number 13, Notre Dame. It's a seven 30 kick on NBC. Notre Dame is a seven point favorite. Both teams are coming off a buy. USC now has room to breathe after the, the Clay Helton firing. They can kind of adjust some things there. USC has the more talented quarterback in Keaton Slovis. They have the best receiver, one of the best receivers in the country. It'll certainly be the best receiver on the field 
in Drake London. He has over 800 yards receiving. And while USC struggles on defense, I'm just not sure that Notre Dame's offense can muster enough to get them over the top. I know USC has struggled. They're three and three. They've lost to a, a couple of teams that are really surprising to me. Utah and Oregon State, they lost to. But I think USC gets it done in a close one. I've got USC 27, Notre Dame 24, because Notre Dame struggles to get the offense going. So in that whole thing, believe it or not, I only have two upsets, but I think all those, uh, all those picks are a bit surprising, at least from my perspective, because I'm, as I'm looking at those games, I'm like, well, obviously Clemson should win, and obviously Notre Dame should win, and obviously Oregon should win. But I think as you look at it more, it's like, uh, yeah, like Clemson's struggling, Oregon's struggling. Uh, Oklahoma State, I, yeah, I, I think Iowa State's a better team than Oklahoma State. So let's go to the Big Ten games, the Big Ten slate. Northwestern at number six, Michigan. It's a 12 p.m. kick on Fox. The big noon kickoff game, Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt on the call. Michigan's a 23-and-a-half point favorite. Northwestern coming off a, a win against Rutgers where they shut down their offense, which I think at this point anybody can do. No offense to Rutgers fans, but Rutgers is just not there yet offensively. They're, they're probably the worst offense in the Big Ten. So this is a much different step up in competition. And just remember, a couple, year, uh, a couple weeks ago, Northwestern couldn't slow down Nebraska. I think Michigan's too big up front. And, and while I think Pat Fitzgerald has something in store for the Wolverines, I don't think he's going to be as hapless as two weeks ago. I don't think it's going to be enough to stop or really even slow down Michigan's running attack with Blake Corum and his on Haskins. I, I think Haskins as the power back is going to have a huge day and the defense will keep Evan Hall and Ryan Holinsky from getting their offense going. I've got Michigan 31 Northwestern 10. They don't quite cover, but I don't think Michigan's offense is built to score a ton of points. I know early on they, they were, pretty explosive Cornelius Johnson uh, all the tight end you know they've, they've got some pieces there but like I don't think McNamara is is an elite quarterback I don't think he's even a, a great quarterback so I, I don't think they're going to run away with this one but I think they'll be in firm control throughout the whole game Illinois at number seven Penn State this is a 12 p.m. kick on ABC Penn State is a 24 point favorite uh, some reports that Christian Valu, I think I'm saying that name right, uh, true freshman is battling Taquan Roberson for the second string quarterback job. And that's important because I, I would guess they will hold Sean Clifford out for this. Illinois has played some good teams tough, but this is a different level. Penn State is much better than the other teams like Purdue and Maryland you know, better than Nebraska. And so I, I think Penn State has better talent on defense. They have better offensive playmakers. I think Illinois hangs around a little bit because of Penn State not having Clifford. But Penn State is ultimately too potent on, on offense. I think they are starting to get the running game going a little bit more. I think you'll see a little bit of Noah Kane and Kevon Lee 
I, I think they're going to get that running game going against this, this Illinois defense. And I think the defense Penn state's defense will get some turnovers again, Brandon Peters and Art Sikowski, they have not played super well. And I think they they'll throw some picks or again, probably the best secondary or at least a top three secondary in the country in Penn state. And I think they're going to build some confidence going into their big showdown in Columbus, get some of their key guys rest. Penn state wins 27 over Illinois, seven points, 27 to seven. Wisconsin at number 25, Purdue. I think this might be the most intriguing game in the whole slate because uh, it's, it's a, two teams that you're just not sure what you're going to get. And, and there's another game similar to it. This is a 3 p.m. kick on the Big Ten Network. Wisconsin is a three-point favorite. I think the big question is, can Purdue build off their massive upset over Iowa this week? Uh, Wisconsin has a similar profile to the Hawkeyes, really good defense, decent running game, and honestly, an inadequate passing attack. But it, it's surprising to me that Wisconsin is a three-point favorite. Th this game is in West Lafayette, so Purdue's at home. A and I wonder if odds makers just have seen this movie before. You know, and I think it gives some hesitations with Purdue because Purdue has had better teams uh, in the past that have upset teams like this, you know, three years ago or four years ago, 2018, they upset Ohio state and you think maybe they can win the West and instead they collapse. And so I, I, I think that's maybe what odds makers are feeling. I also feel that hesitancy, but I, I think the defense for Purdue is, is going to put up some major resistance against Wisconsin's offense as, as putrid as Iowa's offense was last week, Wisconsin's offense is not anywhere near some of the, the, the playmakers that, that Iowa has, right? Like I, Iowa has a big 10 caliber back in Tyler Goodson. I think Spencer Petrus at times has played very well. I can't say that about Graham Mertz. I can't say it about Christian. Uh, I can't say that about Malusi. Um, I don't think there, I, I don't think there's anything special on that team. Maybe Jake Ferguson at tight end. Um, but I would argue that Sam Laporta is similar in some regard to Jake Ferguson. So I, I have a tough time seeing, especially now that Purdue is getting healthier. David Bell is, is really getting into a groove, 240 yards, 11 catches and a touchdown against Iowa. George Karloftis was really getting after it. Uh, and I think he's going to have more, uh, more of an impact going forward at defensive end. I think Aiden O'Connell played really well against Iowa. So I, I think Purdue will win. I'm not at all confident in this pick, but I, I just last week, I thought Purdue would lose against Iowa and lose against Wisconsin. Now I'm going the other way. Purdue 21, Wisconsin 13 is my final score. Maryland at Minnesota. It's a 3.30 kick on ESPN2. Minnesota is a five-point favorite. Will the real Maryland and Minnesota please stand up? Maryland had a great start to the season, only to collapse before the bye week. Raise your hand if you've seen that movie before. Minnesota, on the other, on the other hand, has been hot and cold. You know, they've struggled to and lost to Mac teams. 
while they have dominated power five opponents, Colorado and Nebraska. Now, Colorado and Nebraska, you know, Nebraska is a whole nother conversation. Colorado is not very good. So what's real? What is real with these two teams? I think the line edge goes definitively to Minnesota. Boy, Mafe will be a difference in this game. I think he'll get pressure on Talia Tungavailoa. So that, that's, that's Minnesota's edge rusher, Boy Mafe. Uh, quarterback uh, for Maryland is, is Tungavailoa. I, I think Mafe will get pressure, force him into some bad throws. Minnesota will give up a couple of big plays because Maryland does have a big play offense, right? Rakeem Jarrett's still there. I know Dante Demas is out for the season, but Rakeem Jarrett's there. They've got some other guys that, that they can throw the ball to. But ultimately, I think Minnesota grinds it out with Trayson Potts, who has been great in relief of Mo, Mo Ibrahim. And Tanner Morgan, I think, will have a big day throwing to his full complement of receivers. It's close, but I've got Minnesota 27, Maryland 21, Minnesota barely covering. And then the nightcap game, number five, Ohio State at Indiana. It's a 730 kick on ABC. Ohio State is a 21-point favorite. Oddly enough, Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler not calling this game. They are calling the Oregon-UCLA game, which to me is a little surprising, but this game has lost a lot of luster from beginning of the year. A lot of people thought this might have been a top-10 matchup kind of coming into the season, but Indiana has, you know, they're two and four, but their four losses are all understandable, right? They've lost to Iowa, Cincinnati, Penn State, and Michigan State. And last week they they showed signs of life against Michigan State. Now I don't know how good the Spartans are. I, I think their seven and zero record might be a little inflated, but we'll we'll really get to see next week. But I will say this, this is probably about Indiana. This is probably the best defense Ohio State has faced up to this point. And that includes Oregon. Now, remember, they, they played Oregon without Kayvon Thibodeau. So if you're like, there's no way Oregon is, isn't as good as Indiana. Remember, they played Oregon without Thibodeau. So I think this might be the best defense that Ohio State has faced up to this point, especially if they start getting Taiwan Mullen and other guys back from injury. Mikey McFadden is a dude at linebacker, right? Like he was playing with a bad thumb last week and it didn't matter. Like you're like, who needs a thumb? Seriously. He's just, just getting tackle after tackle, chasing the quarterback in coverage. Like he is a great linebacker. And quite honestly, if Micah McFadden was on the Ohio State roster, he'd be a starting linebacker for Ohio State. He is really, really good. That might also be an indictment on Ohio State's linebackers at this point. But Micah McFadden is a, a top-tier linebacker, not just in the conference, but in the country. And you have to remember, the Hoosiers really got after Justin Fields last year, forced him into mistakes. So this isn't just the players, it's the scheme. Tom Allen had those boys confused last year. And so I, they, they were really good against Michigan state. They slowed down Kenneth Walker. Here's what I think is going to be the problem for Indiana. First problem is Ohio state isn't Michigan state. So Michigan state has a good running back, really good running back in Kenneth Walker, and they have some decent receivers and they have a decent quarterback and their line, their offensive line is a, 
Ohio State's offensive line might be a top three offensive line in the country. Travion Henderson might be the second best running back in the country with Bijan Robinson as the top running back. And that's not me saying that. That's what NFL scouts and other guys are, are saying about Henderson. Last year, Master Teague went off for, I think, 133 yards against the Hoosiers. Henderson is like five cuts above Master Teague. And I love me some Master Teague, but Travion Henderson, major upgrade, upgrade at running back. So I think Henderson will find holes early and it'll open up the play action pass game where they are just so deadly. And, and I look for Ohio State's receivers to find a lot of success later in this game. Ohio State pulls away after a close first quarter and a half because Indiana's offense will not be able to do much just because I, you know, I respect Jack Tuttle. I like uh, Ty Freifogel. Peyton Hendershot is a decent weapon. Miles Marshall is a decent weapon, but they just have not clicked all season. And I think that's going to bite them again. I've got Ohio State 48, Indiana 13. And if you're like, that's a really, really massive spread. I think it'll be closer than the score, but ultimately I think the fact that Indiana's offense is, is really weak is going to really make this score inflated by the second half. So I, I think it's a better game than that score, but ultimately I think Ohio state wins by, by four or five touchdowns. That's it. Love to hear your thoughts. Love to hear your feedback. So hit us with a review Make sure to follow and like on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you, get, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for listening to the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. So long and God bless. <laughs>